When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome into the Dublin to Denver podcast, the eighth best podcast in the Denver Broncosphere. Uh, thanks very much to Mike Carmelini. I hope I am not butchering your name too much there, Mike. Uh, but Mike is doing a run through of the top 20 podcasts. And Stuart, he named you and I uh, number eight. Uh, joined as always by friend, colleague and co-host Stuart Roach. Stuart, how are you doing, sir? I'm good, Carl. This week's been a game of two halves, uh, to use an early cliche, early doors. There's another cliche for it. Uh, yeah, so obviously desperately disappointed performance by the Broncos, but uh, tempered somewhat by uh, our appreciation um, as a podcast. Uh, I, I I, don't know. We'll have to wait and see the rest. I think number seven was announced. We may be the only non-American uh, podcast in the top ten, which I think would be would be something of a result for us. I've often wondered... Um, how you know if there was a couple of american blokes from say florida doing a podcast on limerick hurling uh how it would go down because this is kind of the equivalent i think um well i i'd like to think that the, the irish people would be as welcoming uh in in certain circumstances because in fairness Colin, we've always had great support from our american listeners and people on twitter and you know uh, we're proud members of the mile high uh radio network and uh yeah, so thrilling news, and um, it gives us something positive to talk about at the start of the show because I'm not sure we're going to have an awful lot else positive to talk about. So, uh, how was your birthday? Um, I imagine that when you've been around the block as many times, well, m- me more so than you, Bob, one gets disappointing presents over the years. But I can I can imagine that the Broncos' performance against the Lions on Saturday night has to be very high on the list of absolutely diabolical birthday presents. So, uh, yeah, yeah, we, we I, I was I was hoping they might mention you in, in the team talk, um, and if they did, it was probably because they hated you. Uh, if the display was anything to go by, um, so yeah, so belated happy birthday. Sorry, it couldn't have been a little bit better because that was a um, that was an ass whooping, Colin. There's there's no two ways about it. The first half in particular kind of put me in mind of the um, the nadir of Denver Broncos football, which was at the Super Bowl against the Niners. The score was not dissimilar. Um, yeah, that was that was a walloping, and it um, you know it doesn't end things, Colin. We already had a difficult enough um, sort of part to the playoffs. What really hurt us, Colin, were the results on Sunday evening, and it seemed like just about anything that could have gone against the Broncos' playoffs hopes did. Um, so I'm, I'm sure we'll get to that in a moment, but um, yeah, just that was. Uh, I, 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 we both thought that the Broncos could win that game. I think last week we said we both thought they could, and we both knew it would be very difficult because that was the best offense we've played since the Dolphins. Um, and they really, really, 
they they you know I I heard it described as a curve stomping um by one of the staff writers in my airport and I think that's about as apt as you're going to get we were we were dismantled by Goff and the Lions offense column they were and another thing Colin one thing I just read as well yesterday that's the fifth time this season the team has run for over 175 yards on this Broncos defense this Broncos defense had had something of a renaissance in recent weeks a lot of that had been based on um, an unsustainable run of turnovers um, and there's been signs that slowed down dramatically in the last few weeks call um, but five times a team running over 175 yards on us as a defense is is unacceptable and to me that performance kind of puts me it, it makes me wonder Colin as amazing as it would be to get into the postseason um, given how long it's been you wonder are we equipped to make any kind of noise once we get there and at the moment um, the evidence is suggesting that unfortunately we're not in in ways, yeah, absolutely. Though it's been such a strange season, I, I can tell you certainly watching it live, uh, Stuart, while at uh, you know one fifteen a.m. kickoff over here, I used John McLean uh, as uh, my vibe check for this, and much like uh, John ends up at the end of all of the the movies, though I, I would say. Um, law of diminishing returns, unfortunately, with, the, with those movies over time. But uh, we we were we were left um, bloodied and, and bruised uh, as, as he is at the end of the the movies. I, I thought the lions were magnificent. You know, I mean, it it began as I suppose, you know, a, a couple of jabs, like almost like two boxers sussing each other out. But then they worked out exactly where the the weaknesses were. And Ben Johnson, they went after or. Um, middle linebackers time and time again and the the running game um, you know both both in the passing game and the running game and Stuart we have mentioned before you and I have been watching uh, this Broncos team for decades uh, at this point and tight ends continue to give um, the the Broncos uh, problems um, and I, I think the Lions offensive line getting getting healthy made a, obviously an enormous difference to them um the other pieces that probably in terms of what what you were you were saying yeah the, the results certainly didn't fall our way one thing that did stand out to me though Stuart uh, was that this weekend in uh, the NFL we saw Joe Flacco win a game uh, his Keenum win a game and Drew Locke uh win a game with a game, so a great success for former Broncos uh, quarterbacks. Um, the other thing I will point out, because I like consistency, even if some Broncos fans, I'm sure, won't appreciate this, but there had been a lot of noise uh, may out there, Stuart, that the league was tar. We talked about the league. Kerry himself said this that he, that he was the only one being targeted, and that. Um, people highlighting on Twitter these various hits and oh, if this was Kareem Jackson, you know he'd be in the the Hague, um, and various other comments. Well, the league showed their their teeth with the the Steelers, who are a storied franchise, who have long tenured owners. Um, but ultimately, the the league um, banning um, one of their players for a hit that many people didn't feel was dirty. But the league saying again, it wasn't just that hit; it was the accumulation of hits that that player has had over the course of the season. 
I understand there are people out there who aren't going to like that football is changing. Um, and th- that is, I think, a separate argument. I just want to highlight there is no grand conspiracy against the Denver Broncos within the NFL. Um, they they are they're trying to change the game and you may not like the fact that they are trying to change the game, but they are. Um, that is what they are doing and they're going to force it with these suspensions. It will be kind of a, a, as simple uh, as that. With all that said, um, the, the Broncos, I suppose, head into the this final stretch of games no longer, you know, with the in a situation where I suppose our our destiny is is in our our own hands, Stuart. We we sit at seven and seven, the Bills at, at eight and six. Um, you know when they had a, a big win against the the Cowboys, they have jo- Josh Allen. The Browns are at nine and five now. That they're two games ahead of us. Granted, they have some very tough games coming up. The Bengals at eight and six are ahead of us. The Colts and the Texans are both, and and the Jaguars at eight and six. So the Jaguars are look to be in real trouble. They they're really struggling on, um, particularly on the offense. Trevor Lawrence is playing hurt, and and it's really showing. But you have a considerable number of teams ahead of, um, the the Broncos, heading into a game against what at one point I suppose for. You know, for large parts, uh, you know, we were the kind of nemesis for Bill Belichick uh, and Tom Brady and the the Patriots. Uh, very often, it would come down uh, to us to be uh, the fly in the ointment. Things have changed for the the, the Patriots, to the, to say the least. They are going in uh, a similar sort of offensive slump to what we experienced post uh, Super Bowl Fifty, um, but theirs is probably potentially Stuart even more extreme given that they did take a QB in the first round they have played QB hokey cokey as I like to to call it left foot in left foot out in out in out Uh, but they seem to have settled on Bailey Zappi for right now they still in Bill Belichick have a coach who can you know who is a very good defensive mind um, now they are missing the two of their you know, kind of key defensive players, but they've still had some impressive enough performances this season. But what are you expecting? Um, that game is going to be a one fifteen a.m. kickoff again here on uh, on Christmas morning. So what what are you what are you expecting? What is going to be in Santa Sack? I expect the Broncos to win, Colin, um, and I expect it to be comfortable-ish um, as you touched on there Bill Belichick still has that defensive uh, that defensive unit performing well I think they're eight in total defense um, they're second in rush defense Colin which is which is very impressive um, and I think you know they, you do have to respect it the problem from what I've seen of the, the Patriots column is their inability to move ball means their defense is on the field a lot longer than it needs to be they get worn down you saw that against the Chiefs. They they kind of hung around for a bit, and then the Chiefs wore them down in the second half. And um, obviously, we're, we're nowhere near as efficient, especially offensively, as the Chiefs. So I I, I think we'll win. Um, I think Hunter Henry or Hunter Henry will probably have about 180 yards. He'll probably have all of their passing uh, yards. Um, just be, by by mere fact that he's a tight end playing against the Broncos. Um, so you know I think. One of these things, Colin, is I, I expect us to win out now. I do. I think that this is a shadow of a Patriots team. They still 
they still perform for Belichick because obviously, you know, somebody like that, there's great respect, I imagine, amongst the players for him, especially on the defensive front, but they just don't, they don't do anything with the ball. Um, I think we should have enough to dispatch them fairly comfortably. Um, the charges, you know, they they fired Staley, which you'd been predicting most of the season. They're they're treading, you know, they're not. I don't even know what they're treading water now. I think I think they're out and they're on the beach calling the uh, some lander. And uh, the Raiders is going to be tricky. I think what the only thing called that, you know, for me, I think winning out. I, I think we will do it. I think we'll get a scare along the way, probably against the Raiders. But I expect us to win the last three games. And um, the thing that gives me some kind of hope, Colin, is that. Teams like the Browns, teams like the Bengals, teams like the Colts, they do have to play each other. Um, and I think there is some hope there, even though we find ourselves one game back or two games back in some instances. The, the big problem for me, though, I think, Colin, is the fact that the Bills are absolutely surging at the moment and they look like they're capable of going anywhere and beating anybody. So uh, a couple of weeks ago, you you, you know, you looked at their schedule and thought, you know, the Bills are they're, they're not going to do anything in these games. Like they They dispatched the Cowboys. With, you know, with with ease, and they're an incredibly dangerous team. Um, so I I don't know, Colm, if if you know, as I said, winning out may not be enough, but there is a glimmer of hope, and it it is diminishing now, Colm. I think we've been talking, you know, the last couple of weeks about if we win this game, and that puts our odds of making the playoffs up up to this. I think our odds are back down to around twenty one percent now, and um, so that's that's not great, um, obviously. Um, you know, one in five is not what you want at this stage of the season. Um, but I think we will have enough to win those games. Um, but as I said earlier on, Colin, whether or not we're capable of getting into the playoffs. And then, you know, at one stage, Colin, the way things sh- were shaking out last week before the Lions um, put us to the sword, it was predicted that we would have a rematch with the Dolphins. And there was a lot of bullish noises about revenge and there was a lot of, um, you know, uh, anticipation about how we were, you know, a different team now. Um, and then you kind of see what happens on Saturday Saturday night um, and you kind of go, are we a different team? Because I think once the takeovers are gone, Colin, then you begin to kind of go, this is a limited defense. And I think we've been kind of looking at it, sort of saying it's been playing out of its mind and Vance Joseph was doing really well and I'm probably more guilty of this than you. Um, I just think it looks like the, the defense hit a, hit a purple patch, Colin, um, in the last couple of weeks. Um, but when those takeaways, which which as I said were, were at an unsustainable rate, then dropped off, then you begin to look at the defense and you kind of go, well, the pass rush isn't elite. Um, you know, the, the the secondary is strong, but it can be got at. Um, and the linebackers, like for example, Colin last week, Alex Singleton was phenomenal. He was everywhere. He was tackling. This week, he was he had another one of those inconsistent days. Um, so I I. I, I don't know, Colm. I, I don't know where this puts us. I mean, I think we did say we beat the Lions in the playoffs last week, and I, I stand by that. I think if we'd beaten the Lions, I think we would have flown into the playoffs. I think we would have ridden that emotion. Um, it is never a good thing this close to the end of the season, Colin, to be battered. Uh, and unlike the Cowboys, who have an identity, they can shrug off that game against the Bills and go, look, it's just one of those days. Things didn't go right for us. We're still a good team. We know who we are. And we're we're still trying to discover who we are, Colin, um, as a team. We don't know. Do we run the ball? Like, we had something like 80-something yards on the ground the other day. Um, You know, this was supposed to be a team that has a real commitment to run the ball. We couldn't run the ball. And then you're putting it in the hands of Russell Wilson, and you're putting it in the hands of the the passing offense, which has been so par for most of the year. And we're still not getting any production from our tight ends. 
Um, and Javante looks like he's back to his best one week, and then he looks like he's going to struggle the following week. And that's probably par for the course, Con, for somebody who suffered such a dreadful knee injury. Um, so it seems peculiar that we're three games out from the end of the season, but neither of us, and I don't think really any Broncos fan, can actually sort of pin down what we are as a football team. Um, and that is not necessarily a good thing because I think at this stage, Colin, you probably should really have some idea what it is you're trying to achieve when you go out to the field. Um, so results like that, though, unfortunately, kind of make you, you well, me in particular, realize that we, we don't really have a clear identity um, and we're as liable to win a game as we are to lose a game. Um, and I know I've just said we're going to win the last three, but I think a lot of that has to do with the opposition column as opposed to any kind of state that we're in as a functioning football team because we're still really hot and cold. Um, and that is not a good place to be um, where we are at this point and time in the season. I, one of my big concerns was out of last week and over the course of the season is the the running game, Stuart, because we, we lack you know, real consistency and and real explosion in that. And yet, Javante's coming back from that major injury, but he's averaging 3, 3.7 yards a, a carry. And when that when your lead back is below four, it makes life very difficult for you. And I'm, I'm wondering if we might see P. Ryan get more carries potentially over the the last three games or ca- because by all accounts if you look at the the o-line play the o-line has been pretty decent this year i mean we're not we're not talking you know uh, an absolute top unit but we are talking kind of in that uh, so you know depending on the the weeks so sometimes in and around 10 to 12, sometimes 12 to 14. So probably really kind of the 12th best O-line in uh, the the league, which is pretty decent. Um, and you'd hope would offer your offense, you know, the opportunity to run the ball better um, and also probably to be a bit more t- consistent in the, the passing game. I, I felt... You know, to me, I suppose, and I know a huge amount has been made of it. Um, the the Sean Payton, um, screaming at Russ thing, maybe because I, I was so used to uh, Alex Ferguson, uh, it's probably less uh, of a concern. I I do think maybe if he had just kind of got gone into it maybe a little bit more afterwards rather than kind of shutting it down so immediately look it happened it was heat of the moment thing I think he kind of addressed that probably on on the Monday uh, when he came back to it but I think immediately post game it just added fuel to it because people are always looking for something to make of it but I didn't take a great deal of notice it was a frustrating series I think that was ultimately all it was Um, but I, I do think that we we need to see more from from Russ over the the next three games. You know, um, we we've seen Russ make some nice plays at, at times. You know, we've seen some some great passes, but for the money that we that he is to earn, Stuart, I just feel you need him to take the game by the the scruff of the neck. And is he capable of that? I I don't I don't know. I mean, there's an awful lot of talk, obviously, in recent weeks, and some of it, it some of it could be interesting. It sometimes it get it becomes kind of clickbaity and and content, 
but there's an interesting discussion to be had about game changers, game managers, um, etc. And uh, Russell Wilson's name just has not featured at all um, in in that conversation, uh, which kind of tells you where he's at. But the Broncos are going to be paying him big money. I would just love to see him, you know, take a, take one of these games by the scruff of the neck, really take it over and and make it his because ultimately. The Broncos are going to have to make a decision at the end of this year that will impact the next two years. And I I think there is, I think that needs to be looked at how the Broncos put themselves in that position because the Chiefs gave themselves an out with Patrick Mahomes' uh, contract. Um, and even the other contracts, uh, you know, that L- Lamar, if the Ravens were to cut Lamar, and obviously they're not going to because how how well he's playing, but there's less of, a, of a, a cap hit for them than for us cutting Russ. How we put ourselves in the position for this contract should be studied, probably taught in the Harvard Business School as an example of what not to do. Uh, and Andrew Brad, some listeners may be familiar, uh, former Packers executive. He's on Twitter. He does a lot of stuff around kind of the sports business hall of fame. He actually t- teaches as well. Um, but it, this may come to, to be one of the contracts people look at. It isn't the worst contract in the league. That is the Sean Watson, as uh, we we are seeing, because they are really lumbered with that. Um, and the, the four choice Joe Flacco, or the guy who came in off the street essentially is now looking like a better quarterback uh, than than Watson. So we we're fortunately nowhere near that level. But I suppose what is it? What's your take on on the Russ situation? Because there obviously has been a lot of talk uh, about that over the past week. My take, Colin, is we should be going into the off season delighted with the fact that Russell Wilson is our quarterback and we're happy to pay him the money that we're going to have to pay him as opposed to somebody made a massive mistake and an error of judgment in handing this contract to him before he took a single snap with the Broncos and we're lumbered with the guy. Um, because I think it, it's not good enough that that's the reason that you decide to take him for another couple of years because I think as, as you know, anyone who's followed... Um, couple of, of significant voices on Twitter would know Colin that you there's a is it March twelfth, I think, or March the second, I can't remember exactly. Um if he is still on the roster or is it twelfth, I think it is twelve. It, yeah, it, it's yeah. the the fifth day of the league season. Yeah. Which, uh yeah. If he's on the roster uh then he's on the roster for two years. Um on the salary next year, if you know what I mean, the twenty twenty five season, um it, it is it, Punitive doesn't begin to do it justice, Colin. Like you know, and and that's going to have a serious impact on the rest of the team and whether or not you're going to be able to build around him and pick up quality free agents. Um, and our drafts have been very hit and miss. Now I know Peyton's only arrived, so maybe he needs to get passed. But are, are you confident that we're going to draft enough um, if we don't have significant money to add talent and free agency? I'm not. I don't know how anybody could be because our drafts have been erratic at best sometimes we got a contribution from somebody that we didn't expect sometimes we get no contribution from somebody that we'd hoped for i know we're not been picking in the premium ends for the last few years because ironically of the russell wilson trade um but i i think colin i i agree with you but i think if there's a game he needs to take by the score for the net column it should be the raiders in the last day of the season because 
that will be if we do our job properly over the next two weeks and, and calm you know let, let's not show like what's going to happen is Russell Wilson could have a great game against the 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 Chargers in in, in a week and a half's time people are going to be you know the Chargers are going to shut everything down their stars are not probably going to play because you know they're they're just there's no point in it that people are going to go oh Russ is back and he's great not really looking brilliant blah 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 no hold off on that let's see what he does in a game which is if we win against the Chargers, if we win against the Patriots, which I think most of us expect us to do, um, let's see what happens when he goes into the last game of, of the regular season, needing a win and almost certainly needing help from ex- elsewhere against what to me are still our most bitter rivals. And in a in a you know, I know they've changed location, but over the last few years, Colin, our record away to the Raiders is appalling. Um so if Russell Wilson takes a game by the scruff of the neck and it's that one, then I would say, okay, great, that's what we that's what we need to see and that's what we've needed to see. But Colin, we, we've been saying this for the entire season. We need to see more from Russ. We need to see more from Russ. We need, you know, and, and like the last two out of the last three games, Colin, we have not managed to make 300 yards of offense. And they're the two games that we lost. You know, this whole season, 300 yards seems to be this kind of mecca for us to arrive at offensively. Um, and in today's NFL, Con, if you're not making 300 yards offensively, that you, you kind of wonder what the hell is going on. Um, so I think, you know, my, look, I, I liked when we went for Russell Wilson. I liked the trade. I thought he still had something left in the tank because, in fairness, I didn't watch an awful lot of the Seahawks. They just weren't a team that was picked on my radar. But anytime I did see highlights, it looked like, Russell Wilson was still Russell Wilson of old. Then yourself, some other people that I, I, you know, when you could read articles of saying the worst signs that Russell Wilson was beginning to deteriorate in the last couple of seasons. Um, you know, I think for me, Colin, if, if you make a mistake, and I'm not saying we def- definitively have made a mistake with Russell Wilson because obviously last year was appalling, this year has been better. The argument or the conversation that's coming down the line, hopefully after a playoff game or two, but it may be coming down the line in three weeks is is Russell Wilson and his performance good enough to justify the astronomical fee that he's going to be paid next season and if you were to be honest and if you're not trying to win some you know imaginary arguments on Twitter or, or on on other social media the answer is categorically no he isn't he hasn't performed to the level that he's going to be paid and you look at a player like Josh Allen column and I know Josh Allen is younger he's a different quarterback you look at Josh Allen, and he was staring down the barrel, and his team were staring down the barrel a couple of weeks ago. And you want to see a player that's putting a team on his back, that is Josh Allen, and and he is worse the money that he's being paid, and presumably will be paid for the next few years. And um, Russell Wilson is not at that level anymore. At most of the season, and he can choose cherry pick stats to back this argument. You know, somebody said, "Oh, Russell Wilson's top ten quarterback." In certain uh, measurements, yeah. In others, he isn't. Um, the thing is, Colin, he's going to be paid like, what is it, a top five quarterback next season? And he's nowhere next to near a top five quarterback in regards to output or performance. And um, so, you know, as I said, if he's going to do it, let him take over the game against the Raiders. Let us get into the playoffs. And then after that, call, it's a whole new season. The slate starts completely wide clean and we'll, we'll start, we'll, we'll, we'll see where we are from there. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of talk about Russell Wilson, will, his play over the next few weeks will, will decide his future. And, um, what Russell Wilson does against, you know, an undermanned Patriots and undermanned Chargers and, and an bang average Raiders team should not be 
um, what dictates his future with the Broncos over the next couple of seasons. You need to take into consideration his body of work. Um, and if you do that, I think over the last couple of seasons, I suppose this season much more so than last in fairness because Sean Payton's only arrived, um, you have a difficult conversation now. And anybody who, who's crawling about, oh, Russ is back, is he though? Really? I, I don't think so. I I agree with so much of what you're saying, but equally it's a it's a difficult one because of the situation the Broncos find themselves in in terms of where where do you where do you find the, the QB to come in, you know, on on le- and I don't know, Sean. Sure. This, this is considered to be the best QB class in at least a decade, I believe. Like there are there are potential starters right down fifth, sixth, seventh QB taken. Now, they're not all going to be Caleb Williams or they're not all going to be Drake May, but there are good quarterbacks available in this draft call. Well, I suppose that that's... The, is Sean Payton willing to roll the dice? Like, if Sean Payton was willing to roll the dice on the young QB but and take somebody like that, sure. Um, but I suppose the you're humstrung by the fact that the the cap hit you, that you're going to have to take. I mean, th- this is the this is why it it doesn't make it easy. Like if the contract wasn't there, I think this this would probably be a very different situation. But but the eighty five million makes it incredibly difficult because if, even if you bring in that young QB, you don't you know you you're not able to do what the 49ers say have done right in that they had they've gone the young and even though it didn't work out when they went up and they got Trey Lance, they had the money to go out to to pay um, Christian McCaffrey, to pay Debo Samuel, to pay George Kittle, to pay Trent Williams, to pay Fred Warner on defense, um, to pay Nick Bosa. And, and this is the problem. When, you're, when you've so much invested in the QB, if they're not producing, and it, this is, you know, that, that's where, where you find yourself, I suppose, in the, the situation. I don't. I just don't think there are easy answers to it. I, I absolutely we need to see more from Russ, and I, I think we you need to see more from Russ in um, a pressurized situation. I mean, I like during the the winning the win streak, right? Uh, I, I saw. I think Troy. I think it was Troy had had the stats. So during the five game win streak, Russ was ninety six for one hundred thirty four. He was completing almost seventy two percent of his passes. Uh, he w- went almost 900 yards, eight touchdowns, no interceptions, two lost fumbles. And now over the last three games where we've gone one and two, he's 54 for 91. So he's below 60%, uh, 633 yards, four touchdowns, four interceptions, and one last fumble. And so that that's the that's the piece. I mean, there, there, are, there, are, there are sections where he looks good. Right, uh, but but can anyone like even if you're making the case, right? And it seems like you know he he has put a lot of the ego to the side this year. He really has, and and he's endeavored to improve himself, uh, improve physically. We know he lost the weight. He he appears to be really putting the effort in. But but can you look at it and say that he is a top five quarterback in in this league based on on where you know? Like, given what we we are, are seeing, Matthew Stafford do, you know, give that. So, yeah, I I and I I just think we 
we're in a, a really a really rough place. I would I would love to see Russ take the game by the scruff of the neck, right? And and ju- just roll with it because I think it's very difficult if if you don't. Can you? Um, yeah, you can, and and it may be that that is the decision. But the best the best course of action would be if for us really stepped up. We did make the playoffs. You went into a playoff game, and yeah, I- ideally, yeah, okay, you you win it. But even if Russ, even if you didn't, but Russ looked r- really good in the playoff game, you'd go into it. You say, well, look, we are where we are, and we're going to go with it for the next two years. And after that, we'll we'll make a decision. But we will we will have to see. I I agree with you in terms of the the Patriots game. I do think this is a game we we can will and must win, uh, even with um you know going up against Bill Bill Belichick and his his ability to um to scheme. But Russ is very experienced. Sean Payton is very experienced. Um and and I I do think especially at home we should have uh, enough. Um, I, I, I would love it to be a high scoring game because it's another one that's going to be on in the middle of the night. I somehow don't see that being uh, the, the case. But yeah, I, I think that Raiders game is probably the one to circle short in terms of, um, you know, what, what this team is kind of made of, because hopefully it's a, a situation where we are still really competing. And we we need to win to at least give ourselves a shot. And you're on the road against a Raiders team who who aren't fantastic, but who look infinitely better since they've moved on uh, from um, Josh McDaniels. Is there anything you want to add before we wrap up today? No, Cobb. I think we we we've um, we've covered everything. And I think the the Russell Wilson thing is is something that's probably going to keep us. Keep us occupied uh, for throughout the month of February. <laughs> um, but yeah, look, I, and I agree with a lot of what you said. That by far and away, the best option out of all of the, uh, what was it they said in Argo column? What is the the least least worst option? I think was that was that the uh, how they pitched it. Um, but but by far and away, the best option is for Russell Wilson to play really well, and as you say, for us to make the playoffs and um, to perform well in the playoffs, to win maybe uh, or you know not get blown out. Um, and I think you go, okay, it's enough there. We've got better draft capital over the next couple of years. Let's, you know, give them some weapons. Let's get draft an offensive lineman or, you know, a tight end that can stay fit. Um, and and then we we, we kind of, we, we see what happens over the next couple of years. That's obviously the best option. Um, you know, we'll see how that plays out. I think that's, you know, anyone who's, who's a Broncos fan who's had any kind of, you know, interest or has looked into the finances of, of the next couple of years with Russell's contract knows that that is the best option. There is no other option, really. That's, that's uh, you know, palatable, I guess, you know, unless you really are fully... One of the issues, Colm, I think, is that this season has given us a taste to be meaningful again. Um, and then you're kind of going, if we go back to square one drops, you're almost certainly... um you know, not definitely, but you, you, the chances are you're probably going to take a step back from this year. Um, and that might be difficult for people to take, given the fact that, you know, it, it, we've been in the doldrums for so long. It's kind of felt, it, it, you know, it's been it's been a pleasant experience to go back to playing meaningful football this late in the season again. And, and you know, do we want to go back to the to the bad old days? Probably not. But no, I mean, look, it, it's going to be an interesting end of the season, Colin. And in fairness, what we did say at the start of the season was, We'd love a winning record and being in with the chance of the playoffs going into the final week of the season. And in fairness, it looks like that's probably what we're going to get. Um, so, you know, I know you didn't get a very good birthday present from the Broncos, but I think 
big picture, I think we're, we're probably closer to being back on track than that at one stage in the season we had any sort of reason to believe was going to be the case. So I suppose there is still some positivity in, in Broncos country. And um just kind of wondering who finished in the top five in that, you know, Broncos podcast. You know, it's kind of... <laughs> Russell, <laughs> Russell, Russell Wilson isn't a top five QB, but, you know, I mean, you know, we, we're, we're not a top five Broncos po- independent podcast. We, we've got some work. We've got some work to do in the offseason as well. It, it, indeed, indeed, we do. Um, just before, I just see uh, literally as we are, we're about to to wrap up. Brandon Perna um, tweeted out a stat, from a, but it's not a Broncos stat; it's a Lions stat. It's in relation to the Broncos, though, because one of the things we do need to see is the pass rush. You mentioned that earlier, Stuart. Uh, Frank Ragnow, um, who was the missing piece for the the Lions, he'd had knee surgery. He missed. He he played one week after knee surgery and he didn't allow a pressure. That's a testament both to him and, and the fact that he is clearly an incredible an incredible individual to, to be able to do that. But yeah, that that's that's something that I I would hope VJ is gonna pin to the board and say we can't allow that to, to happen again. We will be back um next week um uh we we will we'll be recording i think a, a little bit earlier next week maybe on the the 27th i am due to fly to minneapolis on the 28th um so i will i'll be watching games should be a lot easier certainly in the time zone anyway finger fingers crossed uh but for for now uh for everyone listening uh thanks appreciate the the support if you enjoy the show please do rate review subscribe it makes a huge difference you can find me on social media at column from cork stuart is on twitter at purple heart tc if you celebrate christmas hope you have a wonderful christmas if you don't hope you have a wonderful weekend and we will be back next week go broncos